I started to look at work a little more for what it really was, like the thing that I'm doing to support myself versus the end all be all fulfillment, which I think is really a story that we tell young people. Change careers, break into new industries, transition into new roles, reinvent yourself and make the dent you want. This is the Second Breaks podcast. And now here's your host and fellow second breaker, Lou Blazer. Hello, my friend. This is episode 17 of the Second Breaks podcast, and it is Monday, September 18th, 2017, as I record this episode. Now, I just wanted to share a couple of personal updates with you before we get on to today's show. One is that today happens to be my birthday. Woohoo! And I am, I actually, I planned it to, to be this way. I planned to be behind the mic recording this episode today on my birthday because I still remember when I was very scared, too scared to be creating this podcast, to be uh, sitting behind a microphone and hitting record. Now, don't get me wrong. I am still scared every time I do this, but... At least I am not allowing it to stop me anymore. The fear level is decreasing and the excitement level is beginning to sort of pass that uh, a fear level on the scale. So I am excited about that. And it's it's a great thing to be reflecting upon uh, today on my birthdays. And I am glad to be sharing that with you as well in case you have something that you know, you desperately want to do or you really, really want to do, but you are scared to, to for, for all kinds of reasons, you are scared to pursue it, you're scared to start it. Well, you know, again, use me as your example. Here I am doing this uh, and I have been doing this since June 1st. And it's, it, like I said, it's a, it's a great thing to, to be able to say on my birthday that I was able to overcome that, that fear. Um, so whatever it is that you want to do that you're scared of, go for it. Trust me, you will feel proud uh, about it, about yourself the next time you celebrate your birthday. The second thing that I wanted to share with you is, well, actually, it's more of an acknowledgement. I just wanted to acknowledge that this is the first new episode that you're getting. In a couple of weeks, there was this uh, little something called Hurricane Irma that swept through Florida, uh, a week ago, um, I live in a coastal neighborhood in Clearwater, Florida. So we were amongst the, the first ones to get uh, uh, mandatory evacuation orders. When way back when uh, Irma was still down in the Caribbean battering St. Martin, we were already uh, getting the evacuation orders. It's actually been sort of uh, discombobulating was the word that I used to describe it to my friends. You know, even a week before Irma arrived, we were already getting the doom predictions up here. And then, of course, the evacuation order and then dealing with the aftermath of Irma. You know, the, we had, we lost power here in my area. We lost power here for about a week. And then after that, uh, we still didn't get internet access. Actually, I only got internet access back a couple of days ago. So it's been sort of a, a weird experience for us here. We were talking about, I was talking about this with a couple of friends of mine. It was a sort of weird time for about almost two weeks for us. And um, still, you know, I was more than glad to be dealing with that compared to what others have had to go through or 
are having to go through. So here in the Tampa Clearwater area, we definitely dodged a bullet and I'm very grateful for that. Still, it was sort of, again, everything was stalled. Everything got behind schedule, at least for me. So I am just uh, getting back to normal here, actually. So again, I just wanted to acknowledge that I didn't want to just sweep it under the rug, so to speak, but I am back on the saddle now. And, um, I am temporarily suspending the series on how to get unstuck, which was where we were at before the Irma interruption. I will be back with that though. Uh, next week with the final installment of that series. Today, I am bringing you a new interview with Vanessa Soto. It's a topic that I've been really excited to bring to you. It's about side passion projects that I think you'll enjoy and really find useful. So Vanessa Soto's full-time career is as a marketing and advertising professional. It is a career, it is a job that she's good at, she's been successful at, at it, she enjoys it. But a few years ago, she became interested in the personal growth and personal development space, and she got trained as a life coach. She then started to build a life coaching practice on the side in addition to her full-time job initially. And, you know, admittedly, she intended for it to become the life coaching practice. She intended it for it to become her new career. But she very quickly experienced a, an interesting side benefit from having a, a side passion project in addition to her full-time job. And she found herself re-engaging and getting more interested and more engaged with her uh, nine-to-five job. And so she decided that perhaps a better approach for her is to, you know, pursue this side passion project, create it, build it while maintaining and enjoying a full-time career. This experience was so interesting to her that she also sought out other people who have decided upon or maybe stumbled upon a similar approach. And she turned those conversations into a podcast. So Today, uh, she will not only be sharing her insights from her own experience, but also the, the discoveries that she learned from those conversations as well. So with that, let me transition to my conversation with Vanessa, and I will catch you at the back end. Vanessa, welcome to Second Breaks. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Lou. <laughs> so um, you started something called the Side Passion Project, I think about a year ago now. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. What was your experience like? Actually, uh, more specifically, what led to that project? What inspired you to start the project to begin with? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So um, I work in, in terms of my everyday regular career. I work in advertising and marketing. And about, gosh, maybe going on about four years ago, I got interested in um, kind of personal development, personal growth, which led me to getting trained as a life coach. And 
through that life coach training, I enjoyed it so much and I wanted to build a little life coaching practice on the side in addition to my regular job. So I started coaching clients um, on the weekends and in the evenings after work. And I found through doing that, that I got so much back from it. I felt not just, um, you know, excited and satisfied by doing the coaching work, but I found that I showed up at work really differently. I found that I was like enjoying my job again. Um, I had kind of pursued this interest area to get something going in my life that I was excited about, but I got this side benefit of, you know, feeling happier kind of throughout my life. And I, I was thinking about that about, gosh, maybe a year and a half ago or so at this point. And I thought, I wonder if there's other people out there who have experienced this or who could benefit from hearing that having a side thing can actually be just as fulfilling or in my case, like, you know, just really interestingly for fulfilling versus like, say, dropping your full-time job to go pursue your passion full-time, which is what I feel like is what you see everywhere in every, you know, all over Facebook. Oh, how I quit, quit my job to be a full-time, you know, travel blogger. And people see that and they're like, that is so unrealistic. Who can really do that? So it kind of, you know, brought together my own experience and thought, you know, I want to tell people about how doing something on the side could actually be like the way to go. Right, right. That's fantastic. Because you're you're so right about that. That's what we hear about or read about. And then you go like, how, how do you actually make that happen? And how do I pay my bills? And then yeah. how do I just, you know, what do I do? You know, exactly. And just this, a lot of a lot of stuff comes up. <laughs> right. And there's so much pressure on making whatever that is that you were excited about doing. There's so much pressure in making it a big deal immediately. Yes. Right. Yes. Turn it into your full-time thing. I mean, and I will be honest, like there was a phase that I went through when I was exploring life coaching where the only path I really saw was like, oh, I'm going to change my career and become a life coach Mm -hmm. because this is this new thing I love. And so I only learned in doing it on the side and kind of fitting it into my life and also talking about that with people. Mm -hmm. You know, and having them say, oh, that's great that you're doing that. Um, And did I find that maybe doing it on the side was actually the right fit for me versus turning it into something full-time. I think the practicality thing like you touched on is super important. I'm a single mom. I have a 16-year-old daughter. She's going to college in two years. There's no quitting any jobs anytime soon because I have college right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a, it's a really important thing to me is to be able to send her off to college. So I think it's also about kind of checking in with what matters to you. And it's okay that if you actually like having a certain, you know, quality of life or certain financial situation, that's okay. You don't have to become a person who is willing to live on very small amount of money or, you know, just that whole thing. Yes, absolutely. Now you said something just a few minutes ago, and also I think you've written about this as well in your one of your blog posts where you talked about how when you started it on the side, when you started your life coaching project uh, on the side, you experienced a, a uh, a surge or a difference in the way that you showed up at work and you found yourself enjoying, if I could use that word, uh, your mm-hmm. full-time job even more. Could you expand on that? Because I think that's surprising. I, I read that yeah. or, you know, the first time I read that, I was like surprised. Yeah. Why do you think that happened? 
I think that's a couple different things. I mean, I don't, I don't actually know if this is something that anyone else has experienced. So I put it out there, but yeah, to kind of talk about that a little bit more, what I think it was, was a little bit of confidence, right? Because I was kind of doing something else that I was finding fulfillment in, which I think kind of made me be at work in a way that was a little more like, yeah, like I I just felt like better about myself, right? So I think there was a big part where I just kind of felt like more confident and better about myself. And then in terms of like the work stuff, I started to look at work a little more for what it really was, like the thing that I'm doing to support myself versus the end all be all fulfillment, which I think is really a story that we tell young people that their career is the thing, right? And if you find something that you love, then you're lucky. And if you find something that you're great at, you know, just, and I have a career that I'm very successful in. And there's lots of things about that I enjoy doing, but it was hard for me to see it as like my you know, what I was meant to do. So when I started doing what I was maybe like a little more meant to do on the side, work could be a place where I used other strengths and did other things that I was good at. And it just felt lighter. Yeah. Felt less like this is everything. I I wonder, as you were talking about that, I actually remembered something. Um, I didn't think about this before, but I remembered one time um, I was talking with a friend of mine and it it was about, we were talking about a specific friend of of hers. And and she was saying how, you know, this friend of hers, she wanted to do a lot with this person. I'm saying, well, you can't expect this one friend of yours to be the meet all your friend needs right Mm -hmm. so maybe she doesn't enjoy that kind of food you enjoy but maybe you if you find someone else who's like more you know Mm -hmm. uh, uh, adventurous with with restaurants and stuff like that maybe you'll have those other things and I was wondering if it's it's along this of course it's totally different but it's along the same lines where sometimes you put a lot of pressure into this job that one job or one career that we have to mm-hmm. meet you know be the passion or the mm-hmm. thing that we're excited about or the yeah and then and then it becomes and it's sometimes it is not practical or yeah. you know what I mean maybe you know maybe Steve Jobs had that but maybe not well, all of us <laughs> yeah I mean I think it's like being fair to yourself and not expecting like being kind of thoughtful of yourself and say okay, this isn't my end all be all thing, but I, but there's some really good things about it. Cause I'm not talking about a job where I was like miserable. I think that's different. I had a job where it was really good job on paper. And I actually was like, why don't I, you know, I, this is what I always kind of wanted and it's not, you know, doing it a lot of that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I actually, I talked to my dad about this. I did a, a Huffington Post interview with him last year for a series they did where um, children interview their parents. And I interviewed him about his career choices. And he is that Steve Jobs type guy who had, he found the thing that he loved. He found it young. We grew up with a father who loved what he did. He was a documentary filmmaker. So he would have these projects that you know the whole family would hear about all the time and then he would go he'd be gone on location filming and you know so I think I took that to heart like as a younger as a kid and as a young person that I too had to find this thing that made me feel like that and it's a comparison thing like you're lucky if you get that but you don't build it out in other parts of your life and you can still find 
a different kind of fulfillment that way, I think. Yes, yes, it's great. Now, I would imagine that um, time, time is the issue, right? When you're wanting to build something on the side, because um, this is actually, if I were to do it over in full disclosure, (laughs) if I were to do it over, I would do exactly what you did. I would start something on the side before, you know, quitting my job and doing full time, you know, jumping both feet in. In my case, it was a little bit different. In fact, I quit my job before I started anything. It was totally different. I fell sick. It was the whole other you were really one. burned out, I yeah, think. In I, that. Yeah, exactly. And I found myself in the hospital. And so I yeah. quit as a result. And then I, you know, and then I did this. But yeah, if I were to do it over, I would do exactly how, you know, how you were explaining what you were doing to explore your other passions or other interests on the side. But um, and so when I'm trying to imagine how am I, how could I have fit this on the side? Mm-hmm. Because time is an yeah. issue. And yeah. so what do you think, you know, how did you, how did you accommodate your side project for the full-time job? Plus you have a, you have a daughter. So how did yeah. you accommodate all that? Well, I mean, people ask me this a lot. So I feel like I always want to be really realistic and also say it's different for everyone and you have to kind of pay attention to what works for you. Right. So like for me, when I first started doing my coach training and all that stuff, um, my daughter already was in middle school. So she wasn't like a little kid. Like my sister has two young kids under seven. Her time is totally different. I had a kid who was pretty self, you know, sufficient. So, so that's part, that's part of it. And I can recognize that when she was younger, I probably wouldn't have had the headspace for it. So that's part of it is that my, my, my daughter was kind of at an age where I had a little more free time. And then my job after, excuse me, um, after many years of being in jobs that were truly like kind of 24 seven type jobs, the job that I have now is, is more contained in, you know, a traditional work day. I might get emails and stuff after work sometimes, but it's just different. So in comparison to how my life had been before, I actually felt like I had a lot of free time. Like every evening I'm home by 6.30. That was a big deal. So so it just felt like I had enough time. And then I think I was really into it. So I wanted to use the time that I had to do it. So all those things kind of converged together. But I, it's it's not about like, oh, you have to... you just have to do what works for you. And also I think you have to be really flexible. Like sometimes actually, you know, to be totally honest, I wouldn't want to have like maybe that coaching client because maybe I had had a really hard day and I was like, okay, but I'm committed to this. So do it that evening. And I was always be glad, you know, once I get on the phone, I would forget about my whole day. So I think it's a lot of it is also trying things out and seeing what works for you, but going into it, with the mindset of like, okay, what, what might make sense and then taking it from there. Right. What I heard from you is that there's a, uh, there's a big portion of your day to day that's predictable so that you could work around, you know, and then then the side project, the the side uh, business or side project that you started has a lot of flexibility that you can fit into, you know, yeah. your existing, your day-to-day world. And right? I, I heard that like when I, you know, interview people for my podcast about side projects, I hear that is a theme that comes up a lot is 
that they either have some flexibility in their life or they've created it. So, but I I think it's really about paying attention, like what works for you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, this is actually uh, what you mentioned is a good segue to my next question, because I know that you, you had a podcast at the same time or shortly after you created this podcast and you interviewed a lot of people who, whether they were intentionally pursuing that path or it just accidentally became so. Um, and I was wondering what your key observations were or after, you know, or your key takeaways from having all those conversations with all those people. Yeah, I mean, I asked, you know, every person a lot of the same kinds of questions that, that you're asking me, like, what led to you starting your side project is a you know always something that you're, you want to get the story on. And I, I heard a lot of transition going on in life. So I'm describing to you that my daughter was in middle school. That might be not be a huge life transition, but there were a number of transitional things going on in my life that I can think back to. It, you know, in retrospect, it was like a transitional time in my life where this kind of new opportunity stuff felt right. And I hear that a lot. So sometimes people literally had a situation where kind of like with you, they had a job that just wasn't working for them anymore. They might even have gotten laid off and for a period of time, you know, a month or two weren't working and started exploring something, right? And like, I can think of a couple of different people who had that kind of scenario. And then when, when they went back to work, they carried through that project, like that project continued to be really important to them. And they learned through it that, no, I still want to do that. Or they, um, I'm thinking of one person who is a winemaker on the side, he also works in advertising and he's a freelance guy in advertising, but I think he actually builds his, his freelance projects around like the wine season, you know, like with the grapes needing to be crushed and then bottling and stuff. So he'll take a lot of projects during parts of the year, like heavy up on them. And then during the part of the year, he does less. And then somebody else that I'm thinking of, she was laid off from a job, started a big project with a website, building a, a like a community online, and she's still actively involved in it, though she's back at a full-time job. Um, so I, I think that something happening in your life might be a good starting point also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, did you notice, uh, this is this is a common theme um, that I hear, you know, for the, the people that I've in, uh, interviewed who have gone ahead and changed directions altogether. Uh, one common theme that I hear them talk about is the importance of uh, support. They, yeah. Either the support from family and friends that they're pursuing something different, or sometimes they've actually gone ahead and found uh, a new network to support mm-hmm. them because maybe and quite often when people are starting uh, something completely different from what they are doing today. So they found that what helped them the most is to look for a completely different set of friends or colleagues or a set of net, mm-hmm. basically a new network. Mm-hmm. Did you find that as well with your, the people that you interviewed and as well as your, your own experience? Yeah, no, I think, I think that that is, important. I think it's two different things. One is support from people around you, maybe around your time commitment. So if you are doing pursuing a side project, especially I talk to a lot of moms. So there's like a lot of guilt there around. I only have so much free time. And do I choose to spend it on my project 
am I taking that time away from my kids, right? So I think having support from, you know, whoever is in your household with you, because they see that having this project is, makes you a happier person can be really, really, really helpful, right? So I think that's part of it. But I I do think this kind of building um, an identity connected to like a community around this other interest area is really important too, because you, just because your friends or your family, they they love you, they care about you, doesn't mean that they're going to be as passionate about life coaching as you are. Like, in fact, I remember, you know, one of my things in the very beginning, I felt like people were going to think like, wait, Vanessa, life coaching, that's so like, woo woo. She's like this, you know, advertising person. She's like the responsible one. Now she's doing this kind of thing. And I had to get over that myself because people didn't actually think that. I just thought they would. But um, but I built a community that is still, I'm, you know, still very active with from my coach training and people that I that I meet in that area. And I can share language with them, right? Like we can talk about coachy stuff together and they think it's totally normal. Um, so I think you need both, right? You need like a support system for your time commitment around that and someone to just kind of like get that this is important to you. And then you do need a place where you can kind of like be that other person. Yes, that's brilliant. I love that. So a, a couple more questions, uh, Vanessa. So I know I listened to your uh, uh, latest episode from your podcast and I think it said that you uh, that was your last for your season one. So what are the plans for uh, the Side Passion Project? Yeah, no, yeah. So that's not the name of the podcast. The name of the podcast, the, the name of it, the podcast is Doing It on the Side. Doing It on the Side, right, right. So Doing It on the Side, the podcast, which you can find in iTunes, is alive and well. The, uh, for the first season, uh, how many interviews? I think it's about 20. interviewed about 20 people. And um, I, you know, I'm, I'm still getting emails from people really regularly who want to share their stories and, and I'm building a little list, but I am on hiatus with like the production of the podcast. As you know, it's a big time commitment. I kind of found that um, possibly I had uh, capped out on the interviewing people for the show portion of the side passion project, but the idea is still alive and well, right? Like, People are still pursuing side projects. I still want to support people in that area. Uh, I'm actually doing a little bit of life coaching right now that kind of starts to blend together those ideas. And I'm working with people who are in like the Gen X phase, you know, they're, they're Gen Xers, right? So they're probably in their forties and trying to get to get into that place in their life where they're like, okay, I had all these ideas from my life and now here I am, wait, okay, what's next for me? And um, I think it comes from like my own daughter being ready to go off to college and conversations I'm having with a lot of people. So I feel like there's like a little bit of a convergence coming there from, I'm never going to be the person that tells you you have to have a side project. But I think for some people, that's the right thing. But I think it still comes from that same nugget of what is the thing that I love doing and making sure that that's in your life. So I think right now I'm spending a little a more bit more of my time in the coaching area, but it still converges together. Right. right. And so, <laughs> do you think that you'll pick up on the, on the podcast again, maybe in a I slightly think so. different format, maybe? Or yeah. Something? yeah. 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 We'll see. So I think one of the great things about 
you know, podcasts is that you can, you know, share your stories and then you can come back later and add more. Yes. And I, I, you know, I have a, a really nice following of people who have, who enjoyed that first season. I know you've listened, so I appreciate that. Thank you. And, um, you know, I think also you have to be doing the thing that feels right at the time. And, uh, as you know, like it does take up a lot, a lot of time. And I was like, Hmm, what do I want to be spending my time on right now? Maybe not as much podcast interview editing and maybe a little bit more of the interacting with the people, which is, I think the coaching, you know, doing a little more coaching came from. Right, right. Well, I am subscribed to the podcast. So as soon as you have the season two up, I know I'll get it. So that's a good thing. So folks who are listening, Best if you subscribe so that when it picks up again, you'll have it. You'll have the next yep. season, you right? Can, yep. You can subscribe to it in iTunes, doing it on the side. You can also um, find it on my website. You can go to thesidepassionproject.com and you can access all of the um, podcast episodes there as well. Brilliant. Well, then last question, if I could, um, I have to find a different way of saying this because I hate the, the phrase, pick your brain. But if I could pick your brain... <laughs> Yeah, and and uh, get the benefit of a little bit of your coaching for those people who are thinking of um, they you know wanting to do a side project. They don't want to quit their job, or maybe they can't mm-hmm. quit their day job, but they mm-hmm. do want to start something on the side. Do you have maybe one or two advice tips? Where might they um, start, or how might they start? Yeah. Okay. Now this is a really small tip. Anyone can do this. I think a big question that people have is, I feel like I want to do something. I don't know what. So if you're the person that doesn't know what they want to do, pay atten- spend some time paying attention to what's around you. So I've always, I've, I've used this suggestion through coaching and just talking to friends who ask me that because it can freeze you up. You're like, wait, you have a side passion, but I don't have one. Wait. And then they can almost feel bad about it. So Instead of feeling bad about not having one, which is just not a good idea, start like a little note on your phone or even better, get like a little notebook, something you can carry around with you and just start paying attention to when things are interesting to you and don't judge yourself. So if you are like, huh, I really enjoyed that like trip to the museum that my mom wanted me to go on, even though I didn't really want to go. Okay, put that on your list. So pay attention, noticing what you enjoy. And then recently, I read this book that had a similar idea, which was to pay attention to like everything that you do all day for like two or three weeks at a time, and make like a tracker of them. And then note down on a scale of like one to 10, how much enjoyment or like engagement you found yourself having in that thing that day. And then you might surprise yourself and go, Oh, that's right. That, you know, this, this might be like, you know, just that, that that one thing that I did, that was, I forgot. That was like really fun. I enjoyed that conversation with so-and-so. So I think it's pay attention to what's going on around you to find things. And then if you are somebody who already knows what you are interested in, you're probably feeling either, judging yourself for not already having started it (laughs) or you're saying I don't have time or you're thinking okay am I any good at it anymore like if it was something you did when you were younger and honestly you just have to start you have to start small you have to do something you have to like go buy yourself a brand new set of markers or paintbrushes or whatever your thing is or 
buy that book at the bookstore that seems really interesting to you, but it costs like 30 bucks. Like just buy it, you know, like just do some little step to start. It does not have to be big step, little, Mm -hmm. little steps. (laughs) Perfect. That's great. You know, it's so funny. As you were talking, I just realized I have a side passion project right now. See, my, my quote unquote day job is second breaks. But mm-hmm. I am attempting to write my first fiction book. That is my side yeah. project. That's the thing. It's like sometimes you might even have one and you don't even realize it. Look at that. Right. Um, right. Exactly. So, you, so like, wow, I do have this. <laughs> right. And you probably started it because you found yourself thinking about something that was interesting to you and you eventually just opened mm-hmm. up a document on your computer and started it. But, but Yeah. So you might, it's like, that's what, what I, why I say just start small, small, small. It isn't about like, I'm going to start a, a shop on Etsy tomorrow and I'm going to quit my job. It's like, okay, go to the craft store and buy some beads for your jewelry making. And then you have them. Like, you don't even have to start making the jewelry yet. Just like get, start one step, some, just yeah. buy the stuff. <laughs> Take the pressure out. Of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank you. This is brilliant, Vanessa. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can find the show notes at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 17. And I would love so much to hear from you. Let me know what you thought about today's topic. You can either leave me a comment on the show notes. Again, that's secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 17. Or you can send me an email at lou at secondbreaks.com. And while we're on that subject, if you have any questions about career change, career pivots, reinventing yourself or making a career move, definitely send me your questions along as well. I would be so thrilled to hear from you and I will either respond to you via email or through this podcast. That's a wrap for this week's episode. We now have a healthy backlist of episodes that you can check out and download from iTunes or Google Play. So definitely check that out. And I would also like to ask you a a big favor. If you are liking this podcast, I would so much appreciate your feedback. And my, my guests would also appreciate your feedback. So please subscribe to the Second Breaks podcast on iTunes or Google Play and leave a rating and review. Your feedback will be a tremendous, tremendous help for me. It will go a long way in helping me reach those people who could benefit the most uh, from this podcast. All you need to do is go to secondbreaks.com forward slash review to get to the podcast in iTunes and leave your feedback there. Thank you so much. Next week, we are wrapping up the How to Get Unstuck series. I will be back with the fourth and final installment of that series. We will be talking about a critical component, maybe even the most important one uh, of being able to make a career move. So definitely check that out. Yet another benefit of subscribing. If you are subscribed to the podcast, then you won't have to remember to look for it. It will just automatically drop to your device. Cool, right? So anyway, I will talk to you next week. Till then, keep on making your debt, my friend. Cool beans. This is the Second Breaks Podcast. 